All right, hello listeners and welcome back to Get Inspired and Innovate. And we've got a great episode prepared for you this week. The title of this episode is Get Out of the Sped Teacher's Way. So Stephanie, um, I've got a, I got a cool story that I'm gonna tell here in a minute about my experiences of working with Sped teachers and how big of an idiot that I was, maybe still am a little bit, but uh, what, what's your experiences in working with special education? Um, so I actually started out in education as a special education teacher. And I had students um, that were learning disabled, um, they had autism, a lot of dyslexic students, and I was in an inclusion setting. Um, when I first went into to school, I kind of wanted um, the multiple disability area, and so that would mean I'd be self-contained all day. And when I got into my student teaching, I realized inclusion was actually really effective and really cool. Um, so I kind of changed my major um, and went that route when I went to apply for jobs. And I got a job as an inclusion teacher. In my first year, I was working with three different teachers and they all three had three different teaching styles. Um, so it was very difficult. I had to learn the different personalities and a lot of times, you know, it takes a while for the students to learn the procedures. I felt the same way. I had to learn my teacher's procedures. When was it okay if they could use the bathroom? And I was a teacher and I was still like, do I let them go? What's the, what's the procedure here? Because every single room was different, um, which was kind of difficult at first because I didn't feel like I was a teacher sometimes because I wasn't part of that conversation. Um, it was just their classroom culture. And then the second in my third year as a special education teacher, um, I was in a, with a teacher all day. Um, and it, so I knew the procedures we, you know, co-taught and it was more effective because I was able to plan with them and be part of those conversations. Um, so I've seen spec ed in multiple different ways. I've seen co-teaching work and I've seen it not work because of the clashing personalities. Um, but it really does take time and it takes a really good partnership with another teacher. So Lance, what about you? So uh, I'll say my second year that I was teaching, uh, I was teaching inclusion math, and I was in the seventh grade, um, and of course, I'm a high school math teacher, so I'm like, oh, seventh grade, I got this. I know my content area, I can teach, uh, and so they, they introduced me to this co-teaching uh, with, uh, with the SPED teacher, and you know, I told the SPED teacher, you know, I've got all the content, you help where you need to help and do all that, that's fine. And we were very unsuccessful because I felt like that I had it and I could take care of it. And she was just going to sit over the side and help where needed. So I was very unsuccessful there. Uh, then a couple of years later, uh, I transferred schools and I was at a high school setting teaching algebra one uh, and, and was teaching inclusion. Uh, and a lot of, I think, the success that I had that year was because I had a rock star teacher with me, Michelle Bowman. Uh, she's now an assistant principal at one of the high schools in my district. But she and I collaborated and talked together. We actually uh, created a Google Sheet of what the lesson was going to look like, what she was going to do in the class, and what I was going to do in the class. And we had phenomenal results because I got out of her way. I still was the content expert in the class, but I let her take her expertise along with my expertise. We kind of bonded them together and made it work. So um, my, my thought process after that is from now on, okay, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So let me let you help the students where they need help because you probably got better instructional strategies and can help these students better than I can. 
Yeah, I like how you guys figured out a way. I think that's key for special education teachers because they are super busy. And so figuring out a way how they can be a part of that lesson, because if you don't set that up, they're going to be an aid and they're just going to sit in the back of the classroom and they're not going to be as effective as they could be. Yeah, and I'm, like I said, I made that mistake the first time around was, you know, and of course I was a new, you know, fairly new teacher at that time and just, you know, I've got it, I'm going to handle it, you know, you do what you need to do when you need to do it. And that wasn't the way to do it. So uh, the second time around, uh, I learned better from that and uh, glad that I did. So that brings us to our guest that we have tonight. We have Miss Jessica Reed. She is a 11 year teacher. Uh, she is currently teaching English for six through eight students uh, for special ed. She is a Google certified level one, level two educator. She's also a Google certified trainer and she was a part of the Google Innovator class for New York City class of 19. And um, you know, we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about that special ed tonight, but I feel like Jessica can really bring a side to this that maybe we don't understand it can help us and help our listeners understand how to utilize our uh, special ed teachers in our classroom. So welcome to the show, Jessica. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> not much, not much. Where, not, so where do you reside from? Um, I live in Alabama. I live, have you ever heard of the group Alabama, the country? I have, yeah. I live in Fort Payne. My husband's from here. Okay. And my husband's a born and bred Alabama boy, and um, uh, he, so when we have football and basketball, I'm a Kentucky graduate, and he's an Alabama graduate, so it's a very interesting time. <laughs> it's game day, um, but I'm from the South, or I grew up in Georgia, and I teach in Georgia, so I teach on Eastern time, so I live in Central time. Okay, all right, I've actually been in, I've been in Huntsville, Alabama all week, so I've oh, been down there close to you guys, yeah. That's where I'm driving home from. Okay. Is that time zone weird? Um, yes, it's very weird. <laughs> like, I feel like you'd be driving to work and then you lose that hour. <laughs> it, it's very weird in the morning because I'll look over the clock and I'll be like, okay, it's 4.58. Oh my God, it's time, like it's six o'clock. But then when I come home, I have a two-year-old, so I'm able to like get her early, earlier in the day. So that's kind of fun. Yes, it's very confusing. Yeah, that would work <laughs> out for the evening, <laughs> but not the morning. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Jessica, what can you tell us about your innovator project, and what words of wisdom do you have for our listeners about, uh, you know, u utilizing our special ed teachers in the classroom? Well, I think, you know, there's a lot to it. There is, you're going to have some teachers who are super, super excited to have someone in the classroom, and then some here are just like, please go sit in the corner. I've had experiences with both, and I've actually said to a teacher, I'm a very expensive aide then. <laughs> I mean, paraprofessionals work very hard, and they, if you're going to treat me like a paraprofessional, I'm very expensive. You know, I mean, I'm in your classroom for a reason. Um, so it just depends on the, I guess, the teacher perspective. But my biggest thing about collaboration is if you can just ahead of time before the school year starts or even before the nine week starts, if you guys can sit down and figure out who's going to do what, even to the nitty gritty, everybody's on the same page. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whose name is on the test score. Our biggest issue is whether or not the kids have mastered their subject. Um, when I was teaching, like a lot of times when I first started, it was all about that test score. These are my kids, um, those are your kids. And so there was a lot of talking like, 
No, these are all of our kids. Um, and that change of that mindset that we had to kind of go through. And it was difficult because teachers were so used to that resource room. And then when we made it to inclusion, they really had to realize that, no, those are our kids, not just mine or yours. So, so Jessica, what, uh, what advice do you give to, to special ed teachers and to, uh, you know, content specific teachers? How can, you, you know, you're saying collaborate here. Uh, what's the best way for us to do that so that we can figure out what's best for our students? Well, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but one of the biggest things that I try to convey to new teachers or even, um, you know, specialized teachers is that you guys have to talk to each other. You can't go and run your mouth to somebody else about the teacher. You have to have conversations between one another because I've had situations in the last couple of years where I've had two teachers, one come and tell me about something and the other one, but they've never had the conversation. You know what I mean? So you've wasted like an hour of my life. <laughs> I can help if I need to. But if you haven't talked to each other at all, then it's kind of like a waste of time and effort. If you don't have any even just a hey, how are you doing? That kind of respect for each other, you're not going to have any success. So keeping a definite line of open communication is the biggest advice that I would have. Gotcha. And so, so what do you do when things just aren't going to work? What do you suggest? So, what I suggest is um, I always like to keep a track of what's going on in the classroom just for myself. But if you're having difficulty with someone, if you can kind of like write stuff down and just kind of note like, hey, this is what's happening, you got these guys can eventually sit down and figure out. If you need to get your admin involved, then you need to get your admin involved. But hopefully you guys just have a chance to talk. Um, the biggest thing with that is that if you let it go on too long, the kids are going to get affected by it. And you don't want the kids to realize that there is a problem. I mean, we're, you should both be grown up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just kind of making sure. I, that, that's my biggest struggle with collaboration is the teachers seem to forget that the reason you're there is not a paycheck. Um, it's there to make sure that these kids learn. If you don't learn, if they don't learn, what good are you doing, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, too, um, at least like in our district, when I first started, they didn't really ask for our input on who we should like co-teach with. Um, they just kind of placed us. And then my second year, they started to ask, okay, how's it going, the relationship, and like focusing on that piece. Um, because sometimes you just won't clash and you got to figure it out. But then other times, I think it's really important to get the opinion and make sure that the two people are going to work well together. Yeah, so, you know, just thinking about this, Stephanie, I don't think there's any way that you and I could have ever co-teached together. I, I no think way. that, I, I think Stephanie's type A, would just drive me nuts and my fly by the seat of the pants would would drive her nuts and then we would pull each other's hair out now i think yeah. i think i think kyle and i i think he and i could could co-teach well together we would make it work and that classroom would be scary <laughs> <laughs> but it would be so much fun and the kids would be engaged and there would be all kinds of fun going on but it's so true. You have to find that person that you can work with. Like me and Lance get along together, but there is no way that we could um, probably co-teach together because you would drive me crazy. Yep. <laughs> and, I, and I would make fun of you every day to the students. We would make it work. 
<laughs> it would be a struggle. Yeah, so we are gonna go to our meme and quote section. So Jessica, what meme or quote did you bring today? It's um, getting toddlers to sleep in their own beds. <laughs> um, as you can see, here is my toddler and that is my face every day. Because she doesn't sleep in her bed. She sleeps right beside me. That is pretty rough. Um, I just have a newborn and we moved him to his own room already. And he's actually doing pretty well. <laughs> the biggest mistake I've ever made was not to move her to her own room. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm not the, my husband's a helicopter parent. And he was like, are you sure about this? And I was like, yep, we're doing it. <laughs> So we got we got a we got a new dog for Christmas, a puppy, and my wife's like my wife's like, oh, let him sleep in the bed with me, and I said no. She's like, oh, come on. What about when you're gone and you're traveling? No, he's not sleeping in the bed because once you start it, you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So my quote is, or my meme actually, I did a meme this time. The face I make when they tell me to find time during the school day to collaborate with other educators because there's just never any time. And so, like, me and my co-teacher, we'd call each other on our way to work to collaborate, um, call each other on our way home. Like, we were constantly in communication with each other, texting and all that kind of stuff. And it was just like, there's never any time during the school day, so we have to figure out how to do it off this day. Yep. All right, and mine. All right, Stephanie, this is from a TV show. So, I tricked you a little bit. Any <laughs> clue what TV show this meme is from? Oh, uh, No. <laughs> I pity the fool that doesn't know this. Jessica, do you happen to know which TV show this is from? Uh, hold on. Let me look at it. Lance is like hoping someone gets it. <laughs> is that MASH? MASH. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, not MASH. But, hey, but that's, that's a, a good guess. This is actually from the A-Team. And by the way, I gave you all a hint there by I pity the fool, Mr. Yeah. T. Because that, that totally helps if you've never seen it. Oh, well, you need to go back and watch the A-Team. Oh, my goodness. So, so we got here, it says, I love when a cross-team collaboration plan comes together. So, you know, collaboration, working out for the best of the kids. I love it when it all happens. All right, so, Jessica, what um, idea did you bring for this week that people can innovate for tomorrow? Okay, so mine was the symbolism. I learned about that recently at a um, conference, and I didn't realize it's kind of like Pinterest for education to where you can have like a board and you can keep different websites, and I thought that was really neat to share with teachers because a lot of times like we throw so much at them, and they don't have a, re like they're not good at keeping the resources, so Symbolu just seems like a really great idea. And with Symbolu, you can um, share that with another teacher, can't you? Yes. Yes, you can. Yeah. Stephanie, so did, makes... you, did you do the uh, Certified Symbolu Pro Educator uh, Program? Yeah, and I got a t-shirt. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks to Kyle. Shout out to Kyle. It was pretty easy. Like It was. I mean, it was like a lot of steps, but it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so I highly suggest it to anybody that wants to become a, is it a Symbolu Educator? Certified educator, yeah. Oh, certified. Certified. Yeah. All right. Um, so my innovating idea for this week is Polypad. So it is like an online math. It's got number bars, number tiles, um, different shapes, and there's like all different kinds of activities that students can do 
um, to better understand different math concepts. So um, I went with uh, Matt Miller has a TikTok template. So we've got a lot of students that are doing TikTok in our district right now. Uh, I've actually got one student that evidently he, he's supposedly famous uh, on TikTok. Yeah, and he, he gets a check every week for like $2,000. For, for his TikTok. Yeah, and he, he's like a junior or senior in high school. So uh, after I figured that out, I was like, I got to figure out what this TikTok thing is. And I saw Matt had a little Google Slides template. So I was like, I'm going to make that my innovative thought for the week. All right. So thank you so much for listening to Get Inspired and Innovate. Jessica, how can people connect with you? Okay, great. Um, my Twitter is at KYGirl in Alabama. And I'm my... <laughs> My website is also on there, like my Twitter little bio, and any connection, I would love any information about collaboration anybody wants to know or about my project, I'd be more than happy to talk about it. All right, thank you so much. Um, again, if you want to find out um, more information or click some links, they are in the show notes at getinspiredandinnovate.com. And make sure you get out of your special education teacher's way this week. Um, let them kind of take the lead and try different co-teaching models and if it fails, it fails, but have an open communication about it. All right, thank you for listening.